Just share with the Olam a small deher, which is a, a bookend to the Maisa I told Olam over from the Megala Amukah several years ago. Not that Olam remembers, but we know that the Mishkan is a Dover Meyuchad, a Kli Meyuchad. That it's more choshev in a certain way than the base hamigdash, because the base hamigdash was chorev, and the mishkan is considered atzei shitim oimdim. It's considered oimdim laadul omei The mishkan is an everlasting structure. So, ready the parshanim asked the question. It's, it's really a double question. One question is a physical question, meaning. The Sipunus Kasha. Haitochen. This is wood. Wood is the quickest thing to rot and to get destroyed. Stone is uh, something naturally is oimid lad. So Haitochen, that the Mishkan had such longevity that it's oimid lad ome alone. So on that, the Sipunu answers that the Beis Hamigdash was made not only by the purest people. Beis HaMikdash was made, they had craftsmen, they had architects, there were Goyim even involved in the construction. Mamela, it didn't have the same purity. So Mamela was destructible. Mashenke in the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu, Betzalel, Oliyov, Nediv Leiv, Lishmi, so much purity went into the Beis HaMikdash, into the Mishkan, that it was not destructible. But the emphasis, there's many of those things. To me, the bigger question is, what is the message that the Torah is trying to tell us? What's the message? Does that make you feel good? That now there's a Krosham somewhere buried under the ground somewhere? Shema Toymar, Mamish the Loshan of Chazalus. Shema Toymar, you may think they're rotting. Has anybody here have consolation? On Tishabov, that you remember, oh, the wood, it's still, wherever it is, it's not rotted. First of all, the the wood of the Mishkan no longer has any use. Because Beza Hashem, whether you hold like the Rambam Shita, that the Bayez Hashlish is going to be Mamish, a structure, or the Samishan Mold is going to be a Binyan Shalesh. In fact, the Vilnagon even asks, because Toysis and Hashi in many places in Shas, Hold that the binyan also is going to be a binyan shalesh. So the Goyen asks, how are we going to be Makayim the mitzvah of Asali Migdosh? It's a binyan shalesh, how are you Makayim the mitzvah? So the Goyen says, I have to give out. The Goyen says that the, the mishk, the, the choyma shalesh, the base amidish is going to come down, according to those we showing him that it's going to be a binyan shalesh, it's going to come down without doors. And we, we're going to put on the doors. And with those doors, just like you find by a nichsei agel, no god or If you put on doors, you kinda you close the doors, you kinda. That's the way we're going to be makayim the, 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 the mitzvah. And he says that's that's the pshat in the davening that we say in the musaf. We say harenu bivinyonoi, harenu bivinyonoi. That's the bezin shul, the, the beis hamikdash that's going to come down. 
Harenu means you'll show it to us. We're not going to build it, Harenu. V'samcheinu, but you're going to give us the joy of the binyan b'sikunai, by us putting in the finishing, the tikkunim, that's going to be our, our investment into the Beis Okay, but eich you learn like these Rishonim, you learn like those Rishonim. Zichu, we're not using the Atzei Mishkan anymore. Kedusha Shushalayim, Einacharei Heter. That's the end. There's no more opinion after the after the Kedushas Ha Ha Mikdosh. Never will there be a need for a Mishkan. So if that's the case, what consolation is it to us? Why should we feel good that there's still Episei? There's still a, a a Mishkan, somewhere under the ground, there's, there's, that the Torah went out of its way to tell us, don't worry. So what you see from Chazal is that the Mishkan has a certain musik that even after you have a Beis Hamikdash, you still have to hold on to the Mishkan. That's what you see from Chazal. That's time the wood is still here. It's coming to tell you that Lamaisi, even after you have a base Hamigdash, you still need a Mishkan. You still need a level of Mishkan. So you have to know what that is. What is that level of Mishkan that you still need? The first Kli of the Mishkan is the Oran. That's the first Kli of the Mishkan. It's interesting. You would think that the first Kli in the Mikdash, the Mishkan, should be the Mizbech. That's what you would think. Is that Makrivin Afalpi Shem Bayes? You could bring a korban even without walls. You could bring a korban even without an oran. The whole bayasheni that the heaven should see it. But you can't bring a korban without a mizbech. The mizbech is the is the rikel, right? Yet we find an interesting thing that by the mishkan, the first kli that was made was the oran. Not only was that the first kli that was made. Lachari the Oren is really uh, the base medrash. The base medrash. If we were building a base medrash, it would make sense. The Oren, Machzikatur, that's the main thing. But Lachari, if you're building a Mishkan, you can even ask what's the Oren doing in the base medrash. That's a good question. That you could ask. But I feel Tim Tzaloyim that it makes sense that the Oren is in the base medrash. Lachari doesn't make sense that that should be the first cleat. First make him his Bayach. Right? Then you can make an arm. To strengthen that question is once you already have an arm in the base of English, why is the arm in the Kurdish Kadoshim? Bishlaimid the Bezdin, the Lishkas Hagazis, it was on Harabayas, okay? Even then there's a whole question. What's the what's the what's the Sanhedrin doing Eitzel Mizbech, which we learned in last week's parasha, the Mechilte. Okay, but it's in the Harabayas. Harabayas, even Agoy can go to Harabayas. Till the Srug. Agoy can also go. But the Oren should be in the Kodesh Kedoshim. Kodesh Kedoshim. Shem is Pnimi. Makes sense. What's the Oren doing there? The Oren is not a clay avoid. Then you take a Nachtifer. Yom Kippur. The highest day of the year. Cain Godel goes inside. What's the whole the whole activity there? Ben Abadim. The whole activity, the holiest day of the year. You're going to the Kodesh Kedoshim. And the central theme 
is the Oren. What's Pshat? The Oren is not a Klei Avoida. The Oren is the Klei of the Machzik Nifla. Why that is? Clearly there's something special about the Oren. That the Oren becomes the, the Iker Kli, even for Yom Kippur. Noch weiter. Again, this is an endless... Because when the Torah is trying to tell you something, you'll find the Yukim all over. When you go to Parshas Pekudeh, which is another whole shmuz on its own, going through all the Kalim, you'll find an interesting thing. And this is not my Diyuk. This is a Diyuk already of Diyuk HaKadmoinim. The Mishkan only gets the name Oyel Moyed after Moshe Rabbeinu put in the, the Oren. You'll go be my in yourselves when you do Targum, and you'll see he brought this into the oil, he brought this into the oil, till he brought in the the, the, the arm, that was it. Noch weiter. The Shechina alone. Bein The coil comes down. Bein HaKhuvim. Why? Shabiyah. be a the Eish Yodim and Hashemayim, the Eish went on to the Mizbech. According to Chazal, that Eish never went away. It stayed on the, stayed on the Mizbech, it went to the Mishkan, it went to the Beis Hamikdash. That Eish that came down from Shemaim. So why, why didn't the voice of Shemaim come down Allah Mizbech? Why Bein HaKhuvim? Why, why did the voice of the Shekhinah travel Davke via the Oren? The Oren is our satellite to the Shekhinah. Why? So this is all really bringing us to one place. And this is what I say, it brings us to the mice that I said a couple of years ago from the Megala Mukas. But I'm going to tell you now the second half of the story, which I saw from Ab Aronson, who was a Chavusa with Rebihankiv and Slabodkin. The first part of the Maisa. I've heard, I've seen, and I've heard from from Yidin, the Maisa with the Megala Amukas, and then the Briskarov, but it still remained the Pella. And I saw the Maisa a couple of years ago. But now, Rav Aronson Zatzal answered my, my question, who is this person? The Maisa goes as follows. The Briskarov made a trip to Krakow. Oh, Rav Nechemia Becker told this to me as well. Nechemia Becker, Zuchenel of Rocha, who was my favorite Cheder Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael, in the Kamenetz Cheder. He was a HaKodesh, Mamash HaYid HaKodesh. So, when I... Uh, you knew him also, no? You, you didn't have him al I had him for two years. Not only that, his Ben Zekunim Yisrael was in my class. So I used to go for Shabbos. I had a very special cash with him. So when my children became Bar Mitzvah, Actually, Moshe became Bar Mitzvah, and I went out to Yisrael with Moshe Motcha. So I went, I, I figured, who knows, maybe this from Nehemiah Becker is still alive. I don't, I don't know why the thought hit my mind. It could be he's alive. Even though, according to my cheshman, he would have been in the upper 90s, and maybe even more than that. But I thought, who knows? So I know all the other trips I made there at Yisrael, they all all died. This trip, I think, you know, maybe my cheder Rebbe Nehemiah Becker is alive. So I took out a phone book. And I looked, Mama's the old-fashioned phone book. I saw Nechemiah Becker on Rechov Tzvanya in Gula, Rechov Tzvanya 11 in Gula. 
So who knows? I'll tell you the truth. I thought maybe it's somebody, an inical named after him. Who knows? But I made a phone call. I make a phone call. Stock, a young man picks up the phone. So right away I figured, okay. You know, I was defeated. I said, is, is Rebbe back? He said, yeah, the Zayd, Avada, he's living with us. He's living with us. I said, can I make an appointment? He was, nobody makes an appointment. You know, he was a cheder Rebbe. He says, it's not Chaim Kedihevsky with lines waiting out the door. He's very happy. I said, you could tell him that Tzal Rudinsky, he knew right away. He remembered me. I did enough trouble then that he remembered me. He remembered me from then. He was so excited. And I brought Moshe and, and Mordechai to him. And we schmoozed. It was Mamish's most amazing visit. Amazing visit. He was Bekol Chaimai. And he told me certain things I didn't even know about him. You know, he came from Valozhin. You didn't know that, right? Uh, he was from Valozhin. He immigrated from Valozhin. The Rav Nechemia Becker. I didn't know that. I thought he, I thought he was a Yerushalmi. He immigrated from Valozhin. See, he told me fascinating things during that visit. He, he, was, he was firing me on mice that he said those days. I remembered all the mice. He says, ain't my it. I said, yeah, test me. He said, no, I never said it. It can't be, you know it. I said, okay. So this was the Maise with the Megala Amukas. The Briskerov came to Krakow. And at that time when the Briskerov came to Krakow, he had, his, his itinerary was two places he wanted to visit. He wanted to visit the Kaver, the Besaknesis of the Ramor, the Shul of the Ramor in Krakow. And he wanted to visit the caver of the Megala Mukas. Those were the two places that the Briskorov wanted to go to. So he went to the Ramor Shul, and there was nothing unusual exactly as planned. Then he went to the caver of the Megala Mukas. The Megala Mukas was Kishmoy Kenu. He went to the caver of Megala Mukas. And Briskorov is davening by the caver, and then he sees next to the caver another Matseva. Figure, whoever's buried next to the Megala Mukas. That would be like somebody's buried next to the Chazanish in our generation. You know, who's that? You know, it's got to be somebody uh, up there, way up there. Poinit man, ish loy Here is buried somebody we don't know for sure who he is. He went under the name Moshe, but we're not sure. They didn't even know who he is. That's what it says on the Matzei. Meaning, and if you want to know who he is, look who his neighbor is. If he's next to the Megalamukas, Yoed Olav Reye. So the Briskerov went to the, to the Hever Kadisha, the Krakow, to try to find out what's, what's going on. So they told him the following story that was written. It's written in the Pinkas, it's written in the book of the Hever Kadisha of Krakow. That there was a Yid, who, a young man, who showed up one night by the head of the Hever Kadisha, the Gisbur, the secretary, the treasurer of the Hever Kadisha. And he said, I want a grave. I want to buy a caver, no problem. Ten ruble, caver, any caver you like. He says, no, 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 I want the caver right next to the Megal Amukas. So the Gisbur laughs at him. <laughs> you want to be next to the Megal What are you, crazy? It's, it's empty. There's, there's nobody even really to put over there. What do you mean next to what? Crazy. The guy's not giving in. He says, tell me, I mean, you got to have a prize? So the Gisbert says, Egh. he figures, you know what, I'll tell him 500 ruble. Anyway, tells the guy 500 ruble. I want for the cave. In those days, 500 ruble. It's not even a... The guy comes the next morning with a bag of money. 
500 ruble for the cave. He gave me a price. Now the kids going nuts. He's thinking, what do I? He looks at the guy. The guy looks like he's 40 years old, maybe. You know what? No big deal. I'll sell him the cave next to Megalabukas. Meanwhile, we, Krakow could use, the Hever Kaddish could use this money. 500 ruble holds out for, for the rest of my lifetime. Won't have to raise any money. And you know what? When this guy dies one day, let him take it up with the, you know, whoever's then. Let them break their heads. What to do with him? I have nothing to worry about. Anyway, the deal was sold. He signed the star. Done. The guy died the next day. The guy died the next day. Only the Gisbert knew. And this guy knew. And the town, nobody knew. They knew Malz Moshe. They weren't sure even who he is. A quiet guy. They knew. Anyway, the Gisbert said nothing. I'm not going to put it next to him. I'm crazy. Nobody, they laughed me out of town. Anyway, they buried the guy in a, in a regular grave. Anyway, they asked the, the Gisbert. The Gisbert says, yeah, he's paid up. It's okay. You can bury him. He comes, the Nifter comes to the Gisbert every night with Tynus in a dream. <laughs> How did you not bury me in my, I paid you, you're Ganev. Uh, the Gisbert is, Alitfak, Divrei Chaloy, Mislemaylam, let me give him. Jumping, like, not worried about it. The fourth night, he comes to him again, 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 he says, I'm taking you to a Dintura to the Bezan Shomala. Now the Gisbert got scared. Because somebody calls you the Dintura Bezan Shomala, it's not Kishmak. Right? Doesn't sound good. Shaking, he went to the Bach. The Bach was the Rove of Krakow at that time. He goes to the Bach. He says, Bach, tells him the story. The Bach says, listen, you did an Avalon. And if the guy had Yorashim, you have a Chiv to give back the money. The whole thing was Haram. He never meant it. You know. He says, but the guy, there are no relatives, nothing. He says, Tshuva you have to do. And maybe we have to make a Karen, something, a Zecher for this person. He says, but to bury him next to the Megala Mukas, we don't know who he is. We can't bury You're not authorized to sell the cave next to Megala Mukas. You, you're just an apotropos, right? You're just a secretary here. You can't sell the cave next to Megala Mukas to somebody we don't know who it is. He says, what do I do? He's going to come back to me again. He says, tell him in the name of the Bach. That the halach is in Chosh and Mishpat. If somebody has it in Torah, Hochem Eitzel Anitva. You can't call the person that did in Torah to the per, to the Torveya, the one who makes the claim, he has to come to the city of the person, to the defendant, and he has to go there, to their Bezin. If he wants to take you to Bezin, let him come to my Bezin. And in my Bezin, we'll ask him. Kachavah. The guy came to him again. He said, listen, the Bach said that uh, if you have a time on me, you have a right, you come down to the Bezal Shalom. It's brought down in the book of the Hever Kadisha, Kachava. There was a Torah. The Dayanim heard the voice of the Tevea, the best. And then the, the Gizber said his story. And the Bach said, listen, the Bach tells the, the Nifter, he says, listen, here in Bez, you may have a claim in Bezen Shomata, but in Bezen Shomata, we cannot give a grave next to a tzaddik who is a tzaddik of Koladers to somebody we don't know who he is. Elamai, Klapi, Shmaya, you may have a time that maybe you're Roy. He says, if Shemayim holds you Roy, 
Shemayim should take care of it. State in the kinkas of the of, of the Chaver Kadisha, they found after that that the grave where they buried this man was empty, and the grave next to the Megal Amukis was filled. And that's the Yoyal of Rehe. They don't know who he is, but that's Yoyal of Rehe. So Nehemiah Becker told me he heard this from the Priskarov. But this is the this was the mice that the Yoyal of Rehe, Peladik mice, unbelievable mice. Shaila is, who is this man? So Rav Aronson, brings down this mice, not with the whole arichas, he just says it was the miracle. And then he says that they were, that in Krakow, it's not the end of the story. The Dvar Avrom, in his memoirs, wrote the story also. The Dvar Avrom was a Kovnerov. He also wrote the story. And he wrote, who this guy Moshe Krakow is? Who's this guy Moshe? He's buried next to him. That they searched, that they tried to find out who he is. Nobody knew who he is. But one thing they found out who he is. They found out that this Yid was obviously a wealthy man. He cured quite a bit of money in his young years. He was a businessman. He didn't do one business move without learning the halachas of those halachas. If he did halvo, he opened up Hilchus Ribbis. Before the Hilchus Ribbis. If whatever, whatever action he did, he would not do it until he learned a kitzah of those halachas. And that's how he lived his entire life. To the degree that when he sat down to eat a meal, he used to look through Hilchas Betzias Apas, even though he did it every day. He goes through the halachas of Betzias Apas. He, every single thing. What does this mean? What is this telling you? It's telling you something very simple. What it's telling you is all the inspirations in the world. You could go to Harabayas, you could go wherever you want. Our connection, our connection is the Torah. Our connection is only through the Torah. Our connection to the Rabbani Shalala is only through the Torah. Every simon in Shulchan Aruch is our connection to Rabbanu You could go to Eretz Yisrael, you could go to Harabayas, you could go to, to Uman, you could go to Vilna, you could go wherever you want. But your connection to Hashem is only through one way, through Torah. Torah is your connection to Hashem. And a Jew who lived without veering from the Shulchan Aruch, he won't do one action. He was in a constant state of connection to the Rabbanu and when you're in that state, you're ready to be buried next to the Megal Amukas. Taka Roy to be buried there. The Alter Slobodka told Rabbi Yankif that in this week's parish it says that the Kruvim were uh, two young, young faces connected to the Kruvim. Like heavenly, they look like Malachim, they look like Inukim. Go to Bereshis. Over there it also says Kruvim. Mikedem Leganeiden Esachruvim. Zokt Rashi, in Breshis. Who are these Kruvim? Malachi Chavola. What's going on here? Malachi Chavola? That's terrible. So what are Kruvim? The Alter Slobodka said, if you have Kruvim, if they're connected to the arm, the Shechin is over there. If they're going away, they're just looking for inspiration, even if they're going to Pischosh or Ganeiden, Inspiration without the Torah is Malachi Chavol. 
inspiration that's connected to the Torah. Comes the Pesach and says, you want to connect to Hashem? For us who are not Your connection is not the Mizbeach. Avada, you need a Mizbeach. But the strength of the Mizbeach is that the Mizbeach is connected to the Oran. It's all the Oran. That's why the coil didn't go on top of the Mizbeach. Because if the coil would have gone on top of the Mizbeach, you could have erroneously thought, you could have erroneously thought that I could have a connection to Hashem with inspiration. Sing a niggin. Make a kumzitz. Now all these things are gewaldic. A kumzitz is also gewaldic. As long as the kumzitz is connected to the oran. If the kumzitz is not connected to the oran, then it's malachai chavoch. The kruvim that are pischoshol ganeden, but they're not connected to the oran, so trashi malachai chavoch. If it's not connected to the oran, it doesn't have that mile. One of the famous gevirim in America who was an immigrant from Shanghai, Choshavayid. But he came to America and he got stooped in business and he didn't open up a safe. But he did a lot of stocking. Reb Chetzko Levenstein, Zechetzadik Levrocha, the Ponevizim Ashgiach, opened up the big gemach. In those days, that was the gemach of Bnei Brach. He needed somebody from America to confuse a large donation. So the Talmidim of Chetzko Levenstein came to America and they visited this gevir. And they asked him, for a donation, he jumped at the, at the opportunity. Chetzko Levenstein making a gemach, Bnei Brak. He wrote out a check for the full number. When he came to Eretz Yisrael to visit Chetzko Levenstein, Chetzko Levenstein stood up for him. And he said, I heard that not only the money you gave me, I heard you support all your children learning. You have, you have four sons learning and you have a son-in-law learning. Ashrecha! But then Chetzko Levenstein looks at him and he says, do you learn? And begrudgingly, he said, I don't learn. I don't open up a safe every day. Cheska Levenstein said, Dilocha, you should know to yourself. Du wirst heraus gehen von der Welt, naked. You're going to leave the world naked. What does it mean, naked? Avadi has all the schuyas, all the mitzvahs. But that connection to HaKadosh Baruch you can only get through her. The guy was so shaken, he came back to America. And he paid, I'm not going to say who it is, he paid one of the greatest Rosh Hashivas in America a big sum of money to learn with him every day. Because of this, of Chatzka Levenstein. And it always bothered him all the years. What's Pshar? Chatzka Levenstein said, you're going to leave the world naked. He was Makatoy, but Chatzka Levenstein got him to learn. So his next, when he went back to Eretz Yisrael, he asked him, what's going on? So Chatzka Levenstein pulled out a medrash shir Hashir. It says over there in the Pasuk, the Medrash Rabbi says, What's it talking about? If you don't have a connection to Orisa, to the Torah, even if you're Yofa b'maisim, you have wonderful Maisim That means a connection to Hashem. That special connection to Hashem, you can only have through Torah. That's what the Medrash says in Shir Hashem. That was his mocker. And that's what's being stressed here. And Memela, since the Mishkan represents Vishokhanti Bisoicham, represents our connection to the Rabbanu Shalalam, that's why the Oren is the central thing. Says the Pasuk, this connection with Hashem that we have through Torah could never be Kharav. That's always there.
don't make a mistake to think that our relationship to Hashem is based on Mizbeach. If it's based on Mizbeach, has for Shalom today, we can't have that connection to Hashem. No. Our connection to Hashem is based on the Oren. It's based on the Torah. And that's Atzi Shittimoyim. Till today, we could have that connection to the Rabbani Shalom. Reflected, not the Hashua Sashkin, represented all Shaykhs to the Banish. That was between the Mishkin and the, and the Mikdash, right? The Mikdash was a